Blog. What's up, world? This is your man Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. What's up, world? This is your man Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're gonna dig this. Here with the talk of the town. Take you to the hometown Martinet in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millet and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Everybody for tuning in to the Middleman Present Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Nick Eaton. I got my man Alan with me. What's up? What's up? I told you back there, I don't see him by the camera. Where you at? Yep, Aiden Rice. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, say Aiden Rice? Out, man. You me I out. can't stand it, too. Man, great week, y'all. It's been a good week so far. I, I've had a I've had a pretty good week. I can't even lie. I don't know about y'all, but um, I tell you this much. I'm about sick. I'm really about sick of Nicki Minaj and Lady Gaga, Rihanna and Katy Perry and all of them. I don't know what it is with this trend. But not all of them are giving these girls lap dances on their tours. What's up with that? Like, I'm pretty sure it's okay for Lady Gaga because, you know, she's got a little extra something down there. But, um, that's for Rihanna. And Rihanna, how's she going to give a lap dance? And I know I'm going to catch some hell for this. I'm sorry for everyone out there who likes Rihanna. You know, I love Rihanna to death, but. Rihanna has no ass. How is she giving a lap dance? How do you give a lap dance with no ass? Realize that the girls I mean, she at the strip club I mean, she don't got, have she a, a lap She got a lip. She got what? She got a lip. Compared to who? <sighs> Compared to. We are from the South. What? <laughs> <laughs> Compared to who? Angelina Jolie, man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, her butt may be bigger than her. Maybe Lizzie Lohan. <laughs> I ain't that girl look like a mannequin. She got a Hell mannequin. No. I'm just saying though. At some point, 
when are they just going to put, what are they going to put on a good show? Like, okay, Janet Jackson's show, it was sexy, but Janet still put on a great, have y'all ever been to one of Janet's concerts? Dude, this woman puts on a phenomenal show, and I don't think there's anybody that's had a sexier image or has been viewed as sexy as Janet Jackson could be in the last 30 years. But she wasn't grousing around. I mean, yeah, she do her little she she do her little thing. Now. She do her little thing. But she still puts on a great show. Like, is that just? I don't know. Is it just the norm now? Is it okay? I can't really perform. Can't really sing. So let me just um, pop a couple of people on stage and I sell some more tickets. I mean, is that what's hot in the streets right now? I guess yeah, so. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would love to give you guys a sales report this week. You know, but I can say this: um, Adele, our, our favorite um, British soul singer, she's climbing back up the chart. She came back in at uh, number two this week with her new album, Twenty One. Um, she's killing it right now. She's killing it right now. You can't even. Now, you want to know who took a real fall? She took a fall, but she's still number one. Lady Gaga. Who was told you that last week Lady Gaga sold a million copies for over a million copies her first week she took an 85% dip this week in sales hmm. 85% she sold 169,000 copies this week of her new album Born This Way so that's that's a, that's a dip right there I mean it's still it's still good numbers don't get me wrong 169 is nothing to shy from but damn Can you say? Well, we can look forward to next week a couple of new albums. Uh, Wise new album, Unbelievable, is coming out next week. As a matter of fact, if you're in the Atlanta area, um, she'll be having her album release party at Justin's. Starts at 10 p.m., so if you want to uh, go check that out. Actually, if you want to go check that out, hit me up on Twitter or uh, hit me up on Facebook um, to, get your, um, to get your tickets. Also, Jagged Edge, they're coming out with a new album. Why? Hey, let me tell you something right now. I've heard it. It's hot. They didn't try to auto-tune themselves up. They didn't try to, you know, they, they didn't try to go all T-Pain on everybody. They keep it classic J.E., and even though we've talked about artists that have, um, you know, not really progressed that much, at this point, with what we got out in the marketplace, I'll take something that sounds like 1999. <laughs> But the new album I'm just saying I'm really not a Jagged Edge fan man. I'm ready for One foot of the squash Little beef they got going I can understand the money I can understand that But Yeah but when you When, when you think about it though You can appreciate Jagged Edge A lot more One because they were The only group that stayed together They consistently stayed together this Barely Yeah barely Yeah But you know Yeah I can't agree with that thing. I do I mean, barely, but hell, some people can't stay together after their first album. Like, you got to give them credit for, for, you know, at least for that. You know, for... That is true. Not often that artists... Nowadays, artists don't get to seven albums. No. Some of these artists will be like, oh, you know, it's my third album. You know, I'm a, I'm a veteran now. I'm going to retire. <laughs> Seriously. Well... On another to- uh, another token, one of my favorite singers, she's coming back out on the 21st. Jill Scott, her new album, The Light of the Sun, will hit stores. 
Have, have you heard any uh, previews on it yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now here's the crazy thing about it. I've heard, I, I say, I've heard about half of her album. Uh, of course, we 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 played her single with Anthony Hamilton, uh, "So in Love." She also had a buzz single out with Eve called "Shame." I've heard about, I say about four or five tracks from the album. The album's actually it's very good. She went back classic. You know, she she went back old school with it. She got her musicians, they got in the studio, and they sat in there for hours and they cranked out some songs. So if you're looking for that live element, that real, you know, that that go getter kind of, just hey, we in here jamming, it's a jam session, and we just happen to be recording it. Might want to pick that up. Now, the funny thing about that is, her old label, Hidden Beach Recordings, is about to release an album on Jill Scott too. This is a previous material. Everybody knows we talked about this before, them having that big lawsuit about a year and a half ago where uh, she wanted right. to leave the label. They didn't want her to leave, but because of California law, they couldn't hold her to her contract anymore. So they came to a happy meeting, and um, they, they're releasing now this album called uh, Just Before Dawn, Jill Scott from the Vault, Volume 1. And uh, now I heard, I put you that entire album, and... I can't lie. I kind of want. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling. I, I'm feeling Jill Scott's new album, but I'm kind of feeling this light of this this, uh, this Hidden Beach album a little bit more. Just a little bit more. They're both gonna be great projects. So if you're a Jill Scott fan, like over the next month, you're gonna get some really, really. You're gonna get overloaded with a lot of her, a lot of her new music. Beyonce is dropping a new album called Four. I was waiting for the watch from Kevin. I'm surprised. Yeah. It, it, it's already said. I ain't really had to say too much about that. You know, now. Hey, hey. I, I guess. At least the girl can sing. Oh, what? Yeah. Don't Man. start, Kev. Do okay. not start. It does not. We go. And it, from one vocalist to another, there's not one person out there that can tell me that Beyonce knows cannot sing. Now, you might not like her material. You might think that she's overexposed. But one thing you cannot sit up here and say is that girl can't sing. Okay. Nah, I'm sorry. Well, that's all I'm sorry. Like, that's, like, not, I'm that's not an argument anybody's going to win with me. I'm uh, sorry. Man. I'm just saying. I'm just tired of seeing her. Real talk. She needs to just okay. say Well, say that. Life. Say you're tired of seeing her, but don't say the girl can't sing. I ain't say that. I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it. I'm just tired of seeing her now. They seem to quit playing, man. They're going to put some babies in before somebody snatch up. <laughs> that girl that's about three more hours before she even think about having kids. I'm just saying. Now, you know, Media Takeout is reporting that Fantasia is pregnant. Wow. wow. Young girl. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, no surprise there, huh? <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> They're saying that they, they have pictures. Where, you know, she's looking a little, you know, hot belly-ish. You know, it looks like she's showing a little bit. And it may just be some weight gain. You know, with with, with artists, especially ones that tour a lot, their weight, it can go up and down. When you're on the road, man, you're not eating very healthy all the time. And your weight can fluctuate, you know, from time to time. I don't know if that was really true. But, you know, hey, it, it, it could be worse, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be worse. And you know what, if she is pregnant again, at least she's in a, a better situation financially than she was the first time she got pregnant, you know, so 
big shout out to Fantasia. You know, I, you know, I joke about the celebrities, but I really like to support the ones that can really sing, and I, I love to support real talent. And, and Fantasia has real talent, so pregnant or not, you know, we still root for you. But now, if you guys tune in last Thursday, then y'all already know what this show is about. We almost had this show inside the last show. Yeah, sir. I want the people. Where the people at? I see Demon Dog on the uh, chat over there, man. What's up, Demon Dog? You know what? I got to get on the chat, man. I've I, I been slacking on the chat board. Guys, nah, we need more like this stuff in here. I know some people love pop. Listen to us online. You know, go and sign into their chat board. And, and express your opinion on what we're talking about. Because tonight we're talking about hip hop beats. Oh, yeah. We are talking about hip-hop beats. Which beat was the most impactful in hip-hop history? Which artist was more instrumental in hip-hop? Big Ear Tupac. It's a lot to think about. Now, Kevin and I, I, I think he and I have both come to realize that um, we're going to probably argue about this until we're old and gray. Yes, sir. Nope. We're going we're gonna to probably argue about this old and gray, but I'll say this much. The argument that we can have, it will be a lot better than the argument that our grandkids are probably going to have. The way hip-hop is going right now, <laughs> at, at least we can say that, that our argument is by two extremely talented artists. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Instead of wacky and flacky. Hey, it is what it is. Well, we're talking about hip-hop beats. Now, we, we know that hip-hop in itself is a competitive art form. You know, beef and competition, that's the that's the basis of what it is that hip hop artists do. It's just it goes right along with it. It goes along with the graffiti. It goes along with the break dancing. It goes along with right. with the style. It's it's just it's just a part of it. It's a part of it. And it's not just the, the thugs out rappers. You you with hip hop beef you've got everybody from NWA to to to, to Biggie to Common. You know, it's just, it's not anything that's necessarily... The thing about hip-hop artists is that you have to have a certain bravado. You have to have a certain arrogance and confidence about yourself. Because it's about who is the best one. Who is the best one? Who spits the best? Who has the best flow? Who has the best lyrics? And so it comes along with the territory. Now, we can go all the way back. I'm not going to go, and I said last week we were going to break down every hip-hop beat, but honestly, it's been too, hip, too many hip-hop beats. I had to go back, and I had to do a little bit more research, because, you know, sometimes over the years, you know, you can forget about different little things like that. And there's a couple of beats that uh, I talked to a friend of mine today that he pointed out to me they were very fabricated. We're going to get to those, because one of them is one that Kevin and I talk about a lot. So let's go back early. Let's go back to one of the earliest hip-hop beats. And if you're a fan of East Coast, we're going to talk about this first beat, and then we're going to go into our first break, because that's going to lead us to our second. Because we're going to jump back and forth now. We're not going to go in the timeline. But one of the oldest beats in hip-hop was Boogie Down Productions and Juice Crew. Yep. Yep. Now, if you're a fan of hip-hop like I am, like I'm, I love East Coast hip-hop. I love it. So this was one of the classics. Like that. And it was fierce This was back before it was Oh I'm doing it to sell records Or oh I'm doing it to uh, to, to, 
to make sure my video gets on 106 apart. This was just, man, my neighborhood is better than yours. <laughs> right. And I think right. that's probably why I like this beef so much because it was it was pure. It was just that it was pure. Talk about it for a second, Kev. I know. I, I want you to holler, holler about it. You know, we we, we know you. We know you old school with the beef, just like me. So. Hey, see, man, come on. Why are you gonna put my business out like that, like that, man? <laughs> <laughs> old as hell. <laughs> you know what? All right, man. I got you, now. I got you. But I mean, with, with and Juice was it like looking at our production, man, and, and Juice Crew, man. I mean, I think more so it was the young guard coming in against the old guard. You have an older style mm-hmm. of rap, which at that time was still kind of fresh and new. Old right. words, I just use fresh and new. Uh, you know, I mean, KRS One and uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Scholar Rock. They were hungry, and when they came, you know, when they came into the game, man, they was like, "Yo, we taking on everybody." And when yeah. they did it, it was done. Right. You know, the and imagery I, what they was pushing out back then was something he tried to contradict now. But you know, I mean, that, that was a wild beef right there, in my opinion. It was, and I think more, I think just a little bit more than that, just kind of piggybacking off that, you know, they were kind of, in my opinion, people always give credit to the, you know, to the Bronx for being the, the you know, the origin of hip-hop, the birthplace of hip-hop, you know, and, and that was the, and Juice Crew was hot, Juice Crew was hot, they were coming out of Queensbridge, and basically everybody was like, well, they're hot. So that had to be the birthplace of hip hop, and Boogie Down Productions was like, "Hell no, the Bronx is the birthplace of hip hop." But that's right. But those of us who are into music history and and appreciate the history of music, we know that hip hop goes as far back as into slavery times. Now I'm gonna get a little, you know, some of this may seem far fetched to the average person, but the call and response of hip hop that's that's as old as American history. You know, it was used a lot in jazz. They used to do that. Uh, I, and I, me being a jazz person, I yep. tell you, it's plenty of songs where you can really just give that origin of hip hop to a lot of jazz. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. it's something that's very old. It was very old, and it was just nurtured. Now, but they would take it as far as they did, and we all know the beast went far into boogie down productions, and, and the bridge is over, and Roxanne Shantae, and, and, and all that. To me, that was the best time for the hip hop beats because it was pure. It came from an honest place. Right. Nowadays, it's well. I need to sell this single, so let me uh make a little slight jab at this person. You have no reason whatsoever to go at this person. What you doing anyway? I don't know. <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to our first break. And if you want to get in on this conversation, please give us a call at seven one eight. 508-9972. Hold on, man. You got to segue into this right here, man. No, sir. If I'm going to play this, you want me to play this? Look, man. We're going to no, play no, the song no, no, and we're going to get into it. Come on. Let them go. This is going to be interesting tonight. Okay. Let them go. go, go. Oh, okay. no, hey, no. I'm just saying this is the best rapper of all time. The Dude, best rapper man. of all time. I thought I thought the best rapper of all time was Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan and Dylan. That's what I thought. Don't forget Dylan. Look, y'all, I'm about <laughs> to play Dylan. the best this song ever. Ever on the face of earth. First off, Kev, let me agree with you and then let me disagree with you. 
I don't care. First, I will agree with you because I believe this is the best diss song, hands down, in the history of hip-hop. Hands down. He could have kept his boys off of it. Yeah. Yes. Hey, man. Only, 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 only man if if he we releasing too much information, man. You I'm know just saying. Man, I think All right, let's, let's get it, man. On let's, the get line, it, let's get it. On the let's get song. It. Let's After song this play. right here, we, gonna, we going right in, man. We got to go in. We going right in. We going to one of the most famous. Middle man talk show. Here we go. The best rapper ever. Tupac. I I got him close. 
Now you tell me who won. I see them, they run. <laughs> they don't want to see us. Whole junior mafia clique dressing up trying to be us. How the fuck they going to be the mob when we always on our job? We millionaires. Yes. The rhythm, the bass. I'm going to let him get it all out. I don't get it all out, Kev. No, 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 no. Now, I need more participation because I know it's a lot of people out there that feel a certain way about Tupac Shakur. His birthday is coming up this Saturday. If you're in the Atlanta area, they got a lot of events out here. He's celebrating his 40th, would have been his 40th birthday. May that brother rest in peace. Now, let me say this. If you're asking who is the most influential in hip-hop, I would have to say that Tupac was. The reason I say that is because hip-hop evolved into a lifestyle. It was not just an art form. It wasn't just a genre of music. It was an overall lifestyle. Now, the thing I like about Pac, the thing I love about Pac was the fact that had there been no hip-hop, he had so many other talents that he could have easily flourished in anything. He was a poet. He was a songwriter. He was an actor. He was an activist. He was all of the above, you know, and the thing about it is everything that he was that has uh, impact on what hip hop is. Hip hop is now all of that, and I think he is probably the, the most influential reason. He was the one that showed early on that you could expand outside of just rapping without being corny. You know, and not only that, man, on, you got to add in the fact that's why you know me and you had an let argument. Let me finish because you gonna hold on, hold on, no, let me no, finish. No, it is. Hold it up, hold it up. Hold it up. Go ahead. MC Hammer. He, you know, he broke out past rap and he did other things, but honestly, it was corny. It was corny. It, it, it really was. Pac was that first hip-hop artist that showed that you could do all this stuff and you could still maintain that cool. You could still be, you could still keep your image. You could still do it. It's a way to do it without, quote-unquote, selling out. So in terms of who was the most influential hip-hop artist, I would have to say that it would be Tupac Shakur. Now, in terms of just Rap. And if you go. disagree with my opinion, there's you know cop that says broadcast your own show. <laughs> but in terms <laughs> of just rap, it's Biggie, hands down. The reason I say that is because Biggie was concentrated on that one aspect of hip hop life. That's what he loved. That's what he wanted. That's what he built himself around, and that's what he did. And damn it, he did it well in terms of his flow, in terms of his just his overall delivery was just ridiculous, and nobody can deny that. No one can deny that. So in terms of being a rapper's rapper and being the person that can defy the odds, because I'm not being funny. I'm not saying it's easy to do it when you got a six pack. And the girls all around you, but when you heartthrob never black and ugly as ever, and you can still pull it off, Biggie was just that dude. When you heard Biggie's voice, when you heard his lyrics, you felt him. Now, from an emotional aspect, Pop, the way he delivered his songs, in my opinion, he was more emotional. You felt it. You was like, 
I feel his pain in it. And that's why I say he was so influential. Because you felt the pain in his voice. You felt those hungry nights. You felt when he did Dear Mama, you felt like he was in that kitchen right along with him when he was talking to his mom. You felt that. But in terms of just pure out lyrical skills, and there's even a, there's even a, a video on YouTube of Biggie and Tupac and their freestyling. And Pac held his own, but clearly Biggie owned that. They weren't battling each other. They were just sitting there and they were just vibing and they were freestyling. Biggie owned it. When it came to the, the, the art form of being a rapper, I got to say Biggie had it hands down. Who? Who you? See <laughs> what you got to say about that, man. Oh man, I don't know what, I don't know what Nick talking. Nick just gonna sit up here and Johnny Cox everything I just say. It won't say Johnny Cox. <laughs> he gonna Johnny Cox it. That's what I'm saying, man. It, it, it's just not on no fandomonium either, man. And what you just saying, popular emotion and all that, man. It's like this. If you say words that are relatable, you talk and relate. Everything that you say can relate to people. Then yeah, you're more impactful. Period. Right. Biggie, lyrically, yes, he was dope as hell. Impactfully, pop reached more people from every denomination and race in this world. Hell, did not just you say that. Line, you can tell you when did. he died. You did. Look how many people. Did not just say that. You did. You did. You did. Okay, thank you. Thank you. What? I know he said that. That's why I said he Johnny Cock when I just said it. That's why I had to say it again. <laughs> Didn't fit the way he said it. So you must have quit. Get the hell out of here with that. I'm sorry. But if you put, I, I don't care what you say, if you put them, if you if you took, brought down the bare essence of rap music and hip-hop, I believe you put them square in the middle of the room. With just a, a DJ with a beat and a microphone, Biggie would kill Pac. I'm sorry. Oh, oh! If you out there, you listening on the internet? That's kind of crucial right there, man. If you kind of crucial right there, please call me. Love Pac. 0-8-9-9-7-2, Cause Nick has lost his forever mind right now. I love Pac. You have been going head to head, and it was just based on rapping skills. Biggie would kill him. You know what, Nick? We need, man, we need more time. Because I'm going to tell you, I, you just don't don't start that. How dare you even say down. that? Look, man, lyrical content, you must, you just slacking on everything Pac did from Tupacalypse all the way up. And I ain't with all that death row stuff. A lot of that stuff was cool. But that wasn't truly him. I'm talking about Tupacalypse. Tupacalypse. No, let me tell you something. I'll, you I'll know Tupac, I love Brenda's baby Tupac. Tupac. Say what? That's a Tupac. I love Brenda's got a baby Tupac. That's a Tupac that I'm that I'm talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. Ain't with all that thug life with Chug sitting up there about to beat him upside the head because he ain't saying what he wanted to say. Come on, man. Well, you gotta still admit though that was a deci- that was a conscious decision that Tupac made. Nah, it wasn't no conscious decision. That's the only place he put himself in that position. Just because Puff is sitting up there and say, "I'm gonna make you." Love me, baby, and all that crap for him. No, that ain't got shit to do with Pop's situation. Pop put himself in that situation with Del Rowe, and he knew it. That's why he recorded all that material so he can get himself out that crazy ass contract. You know it. I know it. Everybody else know it now. He conformed. He conformed to what Suge Knight wanted. 
because of the atmosphere. Go ahead and say the rest. Because of that contract that should have sat up there and wrote out on a sheet of notebook paper while Pac was in jail. Nah, come on, man. That's why. Okay. You want to get out of jail, sign this. And he I'm did. Saying, though, man. Here's what it is. Now, do, now, 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 due to both of those, you know, the, those particular artists, both of them had a lot of success now. Both of them impacted a certain um, amount of people. I did impact the more genre of, you know, more races, you know, male and female type people. Each of them contributed in different parts of the game. You know, Biggie made it cool to be fat, black, and ugly, and still pull a lot of women. You know, Pop put a lot more, you know, uh, reality to his music. So both of them are on, you know, like if we break it down into different categories, I think both of them will probably have the same amount of categories as far as them impacting those particular categories. Now, as far let as the let me ask you this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. As far as the piece between the two, between those two artists, who won that beat? That's what I want to ask. Nobody won because we don't have either one of them. Yeah, I, I just I can agree. Now I will say it like this: nobody won because both of their ass did. Yeah, we don't have either one of them right now. Yeah, nobody, nobody won, won that, that beef. We all lost on that one. The only people that that quote unquote won is the media that sat there and sold a shitload of magazines off of it, and were part. I would say I say fifty percent responsible for these two young men being dead. No, I go higher than that. I go way higher than that. I say eighty percent. And I, I dare to say this: hip hop would be a lot different if they were still alive today. Yeah, it would. It would be it a would. whole lot different. There was a fact, part that was to, uh, Biggie Small, his daughter just graduated from uh, yeah, high school. Tiana, she just graduated from high school. Yeah. Man, have you seen? But okay, I ain't gonna lie. You know, I I, I I love Biggie, but we all know that Biggie wasn't the best looking brother on earth. And well, hey, uh, Demon Dog just made a comment on the web chat. He said only because Biggie had fame and fortune. Regular fat boys can't do that. That's in reference to the comment of uh, you guys saying that because he made fat and ugly cool or something of that nature. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what you're saying about that. I'm a fat boy. I never had problems with problems with women. He ain't uh, fat, dude. Ain't dark, I don't know what the hell you call it. I, I know what the hell I look at so when man, I take you off ain't, this shirt. You ain't, you ain't fat ab or fat, man. You know what I'm saying? You well, ain't that okay, let's put, it, let's put it to you like this. I'm going to say this. I don't want to ignite the conversation again. But had Tupac looked like Biggie, would he have been able to make the songs that he made? Because they made very different songs. It's because of his upbringing. You got to understand this is upbringing. Everything that made Pop who he was, man, was because of the people that was around him when he was younger. And That's also, not what I asked. If he looked like Biggie Small. Said, what kind of songs would he make? And That's he made those right? songs. Well, all I'm saying is he, he, was a little, he was a little bit more accessible because he had a look that people instantly gravitated towards. Like, once you were around Biggie, once you felt Biggie's personality, once you felt his lyrics, then all that kind of disappeared. Initially, you'd be like, man, this dude looks like I don't know if it was a lyrics, man, because everything I ever seen or heard anybody say about the brother 
the fact was he had a gravitational uh his, his his whole persona was that. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those types that'll pull you in that you would like to just be around. And it ain't had nothing to do with his music. It just was him. He was that type dude. Our good friend Charlie Braxton iterated the same thing. We're gonna move on. Like I said, Kevin and I, we're gonna we're gonna argue about this until yes, sir. old and great. Him and and Curly. Why did you call that man? We, we're gonna get to that in a second. We're gonna get to that in a second because I ain't gonna lie. I got real enlightened on that one. I got real enlightened on that one. Now I wasn't going to go into this uh, one beef, but I want to save that for later because we got two records to go along with that beef. That's gonna be. That's gonna be. A, let's let, let's bump it up a couple of years. Let's head up to around 2002, and we're talking about Ja Rule. And Curly and Fifty Cent. Heard it. Now, guys, if you want to get on this conversation, make sure you give us a call at seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two. Let me give you a quick disclaimer. Clearly, Kev has something against Fifty Cent, so he's going to be biased in this entire conversation. Anything that has to do with Fifty Cent, but hey, y'all man, are going to grow and listen to me completely man. break him down like a fraction. Who? What? Huh? What? I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break Kev down like a fraction on this one. Oh, Damn. I don't like John either. So we all know right around, you know, that whole 2000 to 2002. So at the end of 2002, Ja Rule had a pretty good run. You know, he was making those real sing-songy, pop type joints. And you know it, it, it was it, it was cool for the TRL crowd and everything. Hello, baby. But um, and let me say this. Once again, me being a fan of East Coast hip hop, you know, especially during that time, it was a lot of good. Late '90s, you had a lot of people vying for that position. After Tupac and Biggie died, it was kind of like who's going to step up and be the the the, the king of hip hop. You know, so you had a lot of good albums put out. And I will say this, and people are going to look at me crazy, but if you go back and listen to it, you will know what I'm talking about. Ja Rule's first album, oh, he was Vinny Vinny Beachy. That was dope. That yep. was a dope album. Yep. That album was hot. I got and it. when I heard that album, I was like, yeah, I can ride with this. I can ride with this. But then he came out of nowhere... And started sounding like the Cookie Monster. I said, "What the hell?" Yep. Now, it worked for him in terms of his album sales, in terms of you know his visibility in the marketplace. I would say it's a good business move for that time. I think in the long run of things that it would have probably. It would probably been better to just kind of segue himself back into the old Ja Rule. But when he came out with that second album, I think it was Rule 334 or something, something, something like that. Yeah, I like that one. It was horrible. He's sitting up there singing. He's, been there, he's doing this. He's doing that. And now the thing about it was, this is the thing about the music industry a lot of people don't understand. When you're hot, it's kind of hard to touch you. You may have your certain opinion about something. But it's kind of hard to touch you. And nobody can deny Ja Rule was all over the place. He was hot. So a lot of people couldn't really just go in on him like they wanted to. 
Because he was holding a lot of keys to a lot of buildings. But a rapper out of uh, Jamaica, Queens, didn't feel quite the same as everybody else. He felt like, yeah, I could touch him. I will talk about him. I will diss him. I don't like this cat. And it all started from Ja Rule getting his chain snatched. And the guy just so happened to be his friend of 50 Cent. Now, say what you want to about 50 Cent. 50 Cent is really one of the only rappers in hip-hop that has had a significant influence on hip-hop that actually lived the life that he talked about. So he hung around, you know, he hung around a lot of crazy people. He did a lot of crazy things. You know, Ja Rule felt like, well, you know, he hang around this dude. This dude snatched my chain, and I'm not hard enough to get the chain back. So now I don't like 50 Cent. So I'm going to blackball him. So since I got the keys to all these buildings, let me go ahead and call up some of these buildings. Oh, y'all taking them? Y'all taking this for 50? Y'all taking this with 50? Y'all taking this meeting? Uh-uh. And you couldn't deny his impact, so it was just like 50 Cent is this new improving artist. Nobody wants to touch him. Until that blonde-headed, crazy white boy from Detroit said, "Okay, we gonna um, we gonna <laughs> we we like 50 Cent, we gonna sign." Him. And y'all, I remember this. I, I, I remember this because I used to be an avid source reader. I'm sorry, I don't read the source magazine anymore. It's garbage now. Uh, it is. It's it's horrible. It's garbage. I do not read it. But I do remember in the same magazine, it was right after, it was the same issue, right after Eminem signed 50 Cent, he said, you know, we're not going to really go into that beef stuff, we're going to leave that alone, we just want 50 music to kind of, uh, to, to speak for itself. They interviewed Ja Rule, Ja Rule and the entire murdering crew on the cover of the Source magazine, and yeah, Ja Rule said in the Source, not knowing what Eminem was saying, he's saying, if Eminem and and uh, Dr. Dre is going to authorize 50 Cent to do disc records on me, and I'm going to have to take down their whole crew. Which made Dre and Eminem say, get him. And we witnessed right. one of the biggest beatdowns in the history yeah. of hip-hop. Yes. Yes. And you know what? I'm not going to even I'm not gonna even say that it was all 50. It was a collaborative effort because after 50 came out and said, this dude is whack. Everybody else that had been wanting to say it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hey, that was hate, though, man. That was hate, though. Hey, I don't care when nobody said it. Was the hate. woodwork. Hate, man. 50, 50 came and controlled the mindset of those listeners and viewers that love Ja Rule. But like, he just came in it, it was completely. the way that he came out. He was the aggressive, angry Negro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it was because, I mean, like you said, impressionable minds fall for impressionable things, and that's basically what he did. It wasn't the fact that he came through and just destroyed the dude like that. This man Excuse came me. out. He I'm came out. Look, he came out on some gangster, real talk. But then the next thing you know, why is he singing? But, but what was Kevin, the first song he came out with, Nate Dogg? First, Kevin, that was on his Nate first Dog. album. That was on his first album. It so wasn't like he just was on the first single. Listen, I have been a Fifty Cent fan. Since 1999, 50 has always done songs like that. If you look at how get rich about trying, many men, P.I.M.P., 21 questions, he did it on every song almost. That's yeah, always that, been that's, a part of his that's style. That's what you call swagger. He didn't say. 
It's not called Jack and Jackie. Ja this shit has been out as ja long as Ja Rule. They both came out in 99. It's just that Ja Rule was on Death Jam. That's the only difference. 50 Cent has been doing that from the beginning of his career. And he didn't say, oh, I don't like him because he's seen. He said, I don't like him because he's whack. He said what everybody else had been wanting to say. Hey, but, you know, it's just the fact of, like, man, like Al said, he controlled the minds of the masses just by, I mean, I understand you saying he came out and said what everybody else wanted to say. That dude, Lane, was that dude, Lane, and that is the ultimate hate. He looked like that dude that was on uh, on Belly. I don't like that. 50 looks just like that cat with the banana. I don't like that. I don't drop a dime on that. Yeah. That's what he did. <laughs> oh, monkey-looking motherfucker. <laughs> Huh? One hey, thing like that too, now. He did. He did. Like Kevin has something personal against Fifty oh, Cent. I don't know what Fifty Cent did to him. I don't know. I don't know Curtis Jackson. I don't know Curtis. You got Curly. a lot of passion in your voice for this one, though. I'm just saying, I don't know Curly. I don't know. Baby, how you doing, y'all? <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know Curly. But I'm just saying. So you mean to tell me? Hey, that's like you. Okay, you got some dope records right now, and the, your flow is a lot different from everybody else. Okay, I come in, I come in real hard on you, bam. But I done already had a following behind me, and all of a sudden I come at you. You the dude on top. Then I knock you off a little bit off. I, I make you make you pay attention to me because I'm gonna tell you like this, like everybody else say. If Ja Rule would not have acknowledged Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent wouldn't be Fifty Cent right now. I guarantee. Yes. Yeah. Yes, let me tell you why. I'm telling you. And I, let me tell you why, and I know for a fact, both of y'all paid attention to this beat because both of y'all were heavily into hip hop when it happened. If you remember, yeah. it was months, it was months before Jaru responded to 50 Cent in a song. He kept saying, oh, I don't know this dude, I don't know this dude. Wangster came out, Wangster had some good little rotation. Ja Rule did not come after 50 Cent. He did not come back after he 50 Cent and put in the club with the number one record in the country. He did not come back after 50 Cent until in the club was the number one record in the country. And a lot of people said he waited too long. We just said the same thing the other week about Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj. I don't think he's going to say that. We got a caller. We got a caller. Let's see what this caller got to say. Caller 334, you're live on the Middleman Talk Show. What's cracking? Boy, Phil 5, man. What's up, Phil? What's going on, Phil? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, Man... You you really can't be hating on fifty like that for the job. You you and you you a fifty fan already. I hear it in your voice. <laughs> no, 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 no. Check this out though. Check this out though. Yeah, look at you ain't on the phone like this. No, no, no. I've been i I've been listening to your comments, man, but uh man, Ja Rule uh, killed himself after Vinny Vetti Vici. He killed himself after that whole album. Fifty Cent basically say, came hold on, in. Hold on, hold on. How can you say he killed himself? Let me give you this let me give you the best scenario for that. <laughs> That's the same thing as saying how Flo Rider came out and then he went straight Euro pop. Think about what I'm saying. It's about making was, what? Money at the end of the day. No, it's about making the dollars, right? Flo Rider no, came in Flo and Nelly style and Nelly never touched him on that. Yeah, it, it, Flo Rida was gay from the time he came in. This but at the same time, <laughs> you can call that brother gay, <laughs> but guess what? Tell that brother getting paid. I mean, I ain't, I ain't on the... 
no, 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 hate is a strong word. I'm just saying. No. You know what? I mean, I, I, okay, I put it like, I dislike that man music. Okay, how about that? But guess what? Exactly. There we go. You can't we go. deny that this brother is making money, right or wrong. But 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 you can't even. You're but yeah, right you about can't that, but you can't even. Is making money. Who? Yeah, exactly. Fifty Cent you made money even. after he did what? What did he do, y'all? He came in and did what? Hated on Jaguar. Came in and did. Fifty Cent had the best record. In, he came out. He came out on the top and he knocked him out. He came out on the top. Then all of a sudden he gonna be. Well, you know what I'm saying? Singing all that, girl. Everybody had Get Rich or Die Trying. Everybody had Get Rich or Die Trying. Everybody had Get Rich or Die Trying. Remember, he did a mixtape. Remember when he was signed to Onyx? Remember, he had another mixtape that was out when everybody saw him in the on How to Rob? I ain't talking about Get Rich or Die Trying. I'm talking about the other one. And he had songs like that on there, too. He wasn't singing then. You're, you're talking to a dude that's been a fan of 50 Cent since man, before mainstream American knew who he was. It sounds like telling you right now. Man. He was doing that on Power Look, of the Dollar. I can go. I got it on my computer. Look, honestly, I don't even rock with 50 Cent right now, man. You know what I'm saying? But like when, hey, when, I agree when with, uh, Wexler came of, out, I, I'm just everybody agree was with on. One of our uh, one of our people on the board, leader of the new school, Mel Gigolo, make money too. I agree with that, brother. Damn. That's all they is. <laughs> Man, yeah. what, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Kev, you cannot get mad at 50 Cent for doing what every rapper wanted to do. Whoever's on the top spot, they gun for him. It's been, it's been going on long before 50 got there. Cannabis tried to do it to LL. LL tried to do it to Cool Mo D. It's been going on long before 50 Cent. It's going to be going on long after 50 Cent. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he did it better than Ja Let's go right there. Let's go right there. Let's go right there. Hold on, hold on. Think about this. Name one other person in hip-hop history that sat up there and knocked a person off their lane and jumped in and took over with this session of Nicki Minaj. Name one other person before 50 Cent. Well, according to you, Biggie did it. Biggie ain't do nothing. Biggie say Biggie. Pop was something different. Come on, sir. But, dude, you know what the difference is? You know what the difference is? It goes back to what I said at the beginning of the conversation. Vinny Vinny Vici was completely different from any of his other albums. He switched up his style. 50 has been doing that from the jump. Well, hold on, Nick. As you know, like you've been in the... You've been they in the came out at the same time. Though, when your handlers tell you this is how we're going to be making money from now on, that's where the direction of an artist had to go sometimes. And hey, benefit No, wait a minute. Actually, do your research. Because they did. They brought that album to Def Jam, and Def Jam was like, what the hell is this? Right. I'm, I'm not well, taking up for Ja Rule from that standpoint. He, 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 he got all his shot off. He got his shot off. Uh, you handled the best of your career. Man, y'all man. lost on 50 Cent Lovers, man. No, no, man. Check this out. When man, Ja Rule came out with, with uh, Can I Get a, you know what I'm saying, on the Jay-Z joint, like everybody yep. was feeling Ja Rule. When he came yep. out with the Holla yep. Holla joint, Vinny Vetti Vici, everybody was, yep. was, 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 was on you. it. Then when Thank he came out with... Are you with Susan? Like, dude, no, no, bro, no, like, 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 no. What? I mean, seriously, you know, what, what the fuck? I mean, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't flip like that, man. Phil, Phil, you going on over it? But I just asked y'all a specific question. Name anybody else in the hip hop that jumped in somebody's lane? Okay, Ja Rule started singing. Fifty Cent came my heart. Then he started singing. 
You mean to tell me you a clone, man? Come on, son. Dude.
that's the first thing you got to realize. There, there were things back then, back then you could say something at a show and you could talk about another artist behind their back and they might not ever know it. But now you got YouTube, you got Twitter, you got Facebook, oh, everybody man. has a, a smartphone. So now it's it's more out there because more people okay. have access to find out answer, what you did in, answer, in answer Iowa. Answer this question right here. Answer this question right here. Pimp C said something that made a lot of people upset over in Atlanta. What is Atlanta really? It's the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Really, George is on the East Coast. Period. There's a lot of people traveling down 95 to come where? Here, 85, here, 75, here. Keep on going down 95. I'm saying the mentality is so different, dude. You gotta understand what I'm saying. I wasn't saying just Georgia. If I you remember, Georgia. okay. If if, if 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 we want if we want to go there, do we remember the whole issue between um between uh. Bone Thugs and Harmony and uh, Hell shit. We from we from Mississippi, dude. North Mississippi, that we know about that whole thing. So that that's dead. That okay. ain't got nothing to do with that. You want to talk about You want to talk about backstabbing? And and this is the opinion of Nick Eaton only. Run it. What about Dana Banner? Oh, that's something different. And yeah. this is this yeah. is coming from Nick Eaton. This ain't coming from nobody else but Nick Eaton. That's something different, though. And he's been around, Kev, you guys. You can't say he's just come up in the last five years. They've yeah. been around for a minute. How is it something different? It's the same thing, dude. You got conniving people in every form and fashion of life. Hey, man. A lot North, of... South, I, hate, East, I don't West. mean to sound so biased when I say this. There are a lot of these old people that are, are, are not like us. I'm just saying. And you hang around them, you get like that, too. In the business... Because it's they big, yes. they running. Yes. Let's be real. How many snakes do we damn know? From the Thousands. south, ain't never left their respective cities. Come on now. Come on now, dude. You can't just put that on one coast. You can't. You can't. You can't do that. You might not like their mentality, but the one thing I can say about New Yorkers is, is it, it is what it is. We got a whole lot of sneak and and sorry, you might say you might consider Lil Wayne a new cat, but you know just like I do how long he's been around, how long he's been around the business. Lil Wayne, yeah, he's conniving. He stole old boy style from uh, Ohio. Oh, uh, T. Billy, uh, what's his name? Master uh, T. What, little, who? Master T. Who? Gilly the kid, man. Gilly, yeah, that's who he stole his style from. Uh, okay, uh, on to the next one. I'm talking about Master T. His ass was conniving too. I ain't talking about the business. Man, see the thing about it, man. A lot of cats in the South, and I ain't trying to make this an East and South thing, but a lot of cats in the South didn't write checks at the end of the day. They didn't have connections to write a check. We couldn't go into a bathroom stall and rap for somebody and get a deal down here. But guess what we would do? We would down here building our own culture, selling CDs out of our trunk. It might not have been in the major the thing you got to realize about it, Kevin, is this is still a dirty business. You got dirty people in every form of fashion. Jay Prince has pulled more Southern artists than most of the people in New York. I don't care what anybody says. I'm I'm not disputing that, if you understand. Not at all. But I'm saying the mentality, when we start mixing up a lot of this business from that mentality side, and I don't want to just flat out say it, 
But you, I'm going to talk to you later on, but it's just what it is, man. We changed. A lot of artists out this way changed. But as far as with the beef, we didn't have too many artists out here backstabbing. We had a unified front at one time. And Al, you know I ain't lying. From Texas all the way to Florida, it was a unified front in the yep, South. That's true. Do you want to know why it was a unified front? Because they didn't want to accept us. That's why. Hey, the South got something to say. And you you cannot say, and let me tell you something about Atlanta, Georgia. You cannot say, you cannot say that that is the East Coast. You cannot say that that is not the South. Because it is that the South, was some of the only representation. You, you, you cannot sit here and tell me that Goody Mob didn't firmly represent the South. You can't sit here and tell me that Outkast didn't firmly represent the South. I'm not talking about geography. I'm not talking about geography. He used to live in Atlanta. Dude. Listen to me. I know this. I know that. But what I'm saying, I'm not talking about geography, dude. I'm talking about a mentality. A mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about where it's located. At. It's the mentality that that is flipped. We talk about it all the time. How many people are from the? How many people that live in the north are from the south? But they mentality. Well, where does the mentality man, man, start? Let's, let's, let's I'm it. saying you can't put it on the geographical location. That's all I'm saying with it. I, I didn't say that. Never did. You must hear me. I said Girl I'm not G, talking about the Girl geographical location. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of these cats down here, old school and new, sneak this. They'll say just enough that the newer artists do. You can't, they, it was, it's been older artists too. You can't, you, they'll say just enough to where it seems like they're not dissing them, but it's like, hmm, is he talking about, is he talking about, is he talking about? Let's just be honest, dude, it's a lot of sneak different cats down here, old and new. Hey, man. And you know that. I don't know. I, I, I mean, they I don't didn't know. Have, they, ain't don't have, they didn't have the hey. format because Southern artists didn't have the platform that artists from the East Coast and from the West Coast had. But you but, had a whole lot of sneak different cats down here. We didn't need to. That, that right there, man, I've been listening to Southern rap ever since we had the opportunity to know what our artists begin to sound like as far as from that standpoint. But the thing is, my from my recollection, I do not recall us being on that magnitude of sneak dissing each other. Period. Pastor Troy dissing Master P. How long ago was that? Or did you forget about that? That was a... Uh, uh, years ago. Uh, but but you know, but see, this is the thing about it. There was a reason why it happened. I was out here doing that dog on summer jam when it happened. It was a play, you know what I'm saying? They dissed the dude on yeah. stage. Period. Yeah. But now, I remember that. Yeah. The thing about yeah. it, when we do stuff, it ain't out of spite and hate. It's for a reason. Yes. That is true. That is true. Dude. In any situation, whether it's spite, whether it's hate, that spite or hate may be your reason, but the point is, you still did it. Own up to it. Hey, man. Own up I to think it. Everybody I, think you, uh, I don't care why you did it. Oh, I went to the store and I shot the dude. I don't care why you did it. Oh, he looked at me crazy. Or he said something crazy to my mama. Or this or that, this or that. The point is, you still did it. The point is, you still did it. It doesn't make it any better or any worse than why somebody else did something. Because they the point is you still did it. what, Nick? The South Southern artists don't really get out there like that. I'm, that's just my. That's what it is, player. That's what it is. I mean, we ain't never get out there. That, that. You know what the issue is, Ken? A lot of times you will take. You can't. You got to take the bad with the good. I do. And you have a cutoff year. 
somewhere around 
when he had that picture of Prodigy dressed as a ballerina, I, that was pretty horrible. Yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was that was pretty horrible. But I think the move that got everybody was when he said, "Ask Nas. He don't want to withhold. No." This prompted Nas to put out the song Stillmatic. It was a freestyle action. And that's the one where he said, H to the Izzo, M to the Izzo, nigga, you the rapping version of Cisco. <laughs> so, come around the end of 2001, <laughs> September 11th to be exact, Jay-Z puts out the Blueprint. Classic album. Classic album. And on that, he had the full version of the Takeover. Now, if you haven't heard the Takeover, we're about to play that right now. And then we're going to continue with the history of this beat. This is Jay-Z with the Takeover. Middleman presents Talk of the Town with his TV. Blog Talk Radio. Joe Camel. Hater. Not mention at all. 
see your bodyguards Ooh, you Wally's verse better than yours Matter of fact, you had the worst flow on the whole fucking song But I know the sun don't shine, the sun don't shine That's why you're Careers come to one end It's only so long, fake thugs can pretend Nigga, you ain't live it, you witnessed it from your folks' pad You scribbled in your notepad and created your life I showed you your first check on Toe and Large Professor Then I heard your album about your tech on the dresser So yeah, I sampled your voice, you was using it wrong You made it a hotline, I made it a hot song And you ain't get a coin, nigga, you was getting fucked in I know who I paid, God, Searchlight Publishing Use your... Sexy been in this pen, I've been in it five Smart enough, nah, I've been four albums in ten years, nigga I could divide, that's one that be, let's say two Two of them shit was two One was class, the other was Illmatic That's the one hot album every ten year average And that's so Nigga, switch up your flow, your shit is garbage Try and kick knowledge Your niggas gonna learn to respect the king Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen Because you know who Yeah, you know what, well you know who Just keep that between me and you, nigga R-O-C, we running this rap shit M-E-V, we running this rap shit The broad street bully, we running this rap shit Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it I wanted you to play that last verse. I ain't cut it out. Black Jesus. Well, said, real shit, you know, a wise man says, I argue fools, people from the distance can't tell who is who. I ain't cut that out. I know Al did. Al was, uh, Al was uh, the MC of the night. He DJ such and such. Look, man, you know, everybody's heard the song multiple times, so, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they just joining in, man, let them know what we're talking about there, Nick. Man, we are talking about hip-hop beat. Like, man, you got one on here tonight. What's going on, son? Hey, it is what it is. Good thing. You don't like this thing? Do a song. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about beats in the history of hip-hop. We all know that beats is something that's, that, that goes along. Competition is one of the essence, the, the bare essences of hip-hop. It happens, you know, it, it's just there. And uh, actually, I, I'm, I'm debating on if, we can, if we're going to extend this show another 30 minutes because there's a couple more beats I want to talk about. But we're going to get to this main beat. We just got through playing The Takeover by Jay-Z. That was from his 2001 album, The Blueprint. You know, this prompted... Two people to, to put out a response, and uh, the mm-hmm. first person was Prodigy, and I don't know if y'all ever heard the response, the response he did. It's pretty boo-boo. Yeah, he was just like, easy. he was just like, that wasn't me. No, I didn't. Like, it, it, <laughs> I, I don't. But the one that everybody was waiting on, they were waiting on Nas. They were waiting on Nas. Now, at the time, Nas was not concentrated on his album. You know, prior to that whole little situation, Nas' mother was sick. So he was just kind of, you know, he was, you know, taking care of his mom. You know, so then when he decided to, hey, I'm going to come back to this, then that's when the whole B thing, like, kind of really kicked off. And um, first he came up with his first single called Got Yourself a Gun, which, you know, didn't name Jay-Z directly, but it did reference him. It did reference him, and it, it referenced a couple of other, uh, couple yeah. of other people too. Yeah. But then he dropped Stillmatic. Now, 
being a Nas fan, I have to say that my three favorite Nas albums will be Illmatic, Stillmatic, and Godson. He dropped Stillmatic, and it was an instant hip-hop classic. It was. Not just for having Ether and, and, and Got Yourself a Gun on there, but just the whole body of work. Like, my favorite song there was Rewind. Nas yeah. was just, he, 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 I mean, he was, he just, he yeah. came back and he came back hard. And so, he drops this one record, this record called Ether. And he's going in on Jay-Z. Hard. From the, from the, from the first time he, first thing you hear on the song to the end, he's going at Jay-Z from top to bottom. Now, do we want to play Ether first, or do we want to talk about it first? Let's let's play Ether first. Yeah, let's do we'll it. Go, we'll go right into it. This is Nas with Ether. Little members in Talk of Town with Nikki on Block Talk Radio. Hot records. Fuck Jay-Z. What's up, niggas? Hey, yo, I know you ain't talking about me, dog. You? What? Fuck Jay-Z. Been on my dick, nigga. You love uh, my style, uh, nigga. Uh, uh, fuck with your soul like ether. Well, Teach you the king, you know you. Nah. Godson across the belly. Lose. I prove you lost the race. Brace yourself uh. for the main event. Y'all impatiently waiting. It's like an age test. What's the result? Not positive. Who's the best? Pop, Nas, and Big. Ain't no best. East, West, North, South, Floor, South, Greedy. I embrace y'all with napalm. Blows up. No guts. Left chest, face gone. How can Nas be garbage? Send me autos at your cottage. Uh, Burner at the side of your dome. Come out of my throne. I got this. Lock sense. 9-1. I am the truest. Name a rapper that I ain't influenced. Save y'all chapters. But now I keep my eyes on the Judas. With the wine, Sophie fame. Kept my name in his music. Check it. I fuck with your soul like ether. Teach you the king. You know you. Nah. Shots on across the belly. Lose. I prove you lost already. Uh, hey, yo, pass me the weeds. Put my ashes out on these niggas, man. Hey, yo, you faggots. Y'all kneel and kiss the motherfucking ring. I fuck with your soul like ether. Teach you the king, you know you Now nah. son across the belly Lose. I prove you lost the raven uh. Fucked over, left for dead Distant, forgotten, luck ran out They hoped that I'd be gone Stiff and rotten Y'all just piss on me, shit on me Spit on my grave uh. Talk about me, laugh behind my back But in my face, shot some well-wishing Friendly acting, envy, hiding snakes With your hands out for my money Man, how much can I take when the streets keep calling? Heard it when I was sleep That this Jay-Z and Cockerfeller records wanted beef Started cocking up my weapon, slowly loading up this ammo to explode it on a camel and his soldiers I can handle this for Domo and his manuscript shit sounds stupid when KRS already made an album called Blueprint first Biggie's your man then you got the nerve to say that you better than big dick sucking lips won't you let the late great veteran live well now nah. son across the belly Lose. I prove you lost the red uh. the king is back with my crown at Ill will, rest in peace, let's do it, niggas. I fuck with your soul like ether. Teach you the king, you know you not. Nah. Shots across the belly, Lose. I prove you lost already. Y'all niggas deal with emotions like bitches. What's sad is I love you, cause you're my brother. You traded your soul for riches. My child, I've watched you grow up to be famous. And now I smile like a proud dad watching his only son that made it. You seem to be only concerned with dissing women. 
Were you abused as a child, scared to smile, they called you ugly? Well, life is harsh, hug me, don't reject me. I'll make records to disrespect me, blatant or indirectly. In 88, you was getting chased to your building, calling my crib, and I ain't even give you my numbers. All I did was give you a style for you to run with, smiling in my face, glad to break bread with the guard. Wearing jazz chains, no text, no cash, no cars, no jail bars, jigger, no pies, no case, just Hawaiian shirts. Hanging with little chase, you a fan, a phony, a fake, a pussy, a stand. I still whip your ass, you 36 in a karate class, you ho. Trying to work it out, you trying to get brolic. Ask me if I'm trying to kick knowledge. Nah, I'm trying to kick the shit you need to learn, though. The ether, the shit that make your soul burn slow. Is he Dame Diddy, Dame Daddy, or Dame Dummy? Oh, I get it. You Biggie and he's Puffy. Rockefeller died of AIDS, that was the end of his chapter. And that's the guy I chose to name your company after? Put it together. I rock hoes, y'all rock fellas. And now y'all trying to take my spot, fellas? Philly top rock fellas. Put you in a dry spot, fellas. In a pine box with nine shots for my glass, fellas. Um, I got a question before we uh move on. If you're in the chat for us right now, you'll notice. Okay, who signed in as middleman co-host? Is that you, Al? Yeah, that's me, man. <laughs> Why the hell do you remember that? <laughs> Guys, if you're not in our chat board, he's off the chain right now, and and we're talking about that Braveheart CD. And look, man, yes. look, look, dog. Look, dog. Look, dog. I don't, friend. I don't understand. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm finna clear it up. I'm finna clear it up. Me and my best friend, we 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 both like Nas, and we're just like, man, this Braveheart CD might be on point, man. You know what I'm saying? They came out with the song with Lil Jon. So like, damn, Nas on this mug, he he pushing it. Man, we finna go get it. So, we put the CD in, okay, first song, okay, man. Then we get the track four, the song called uh, Bust My Gun. Jungle comes in first. And that's the first two bars that you hear. You look like, why the hell did he start off the song like that? Like a bullet in the sky, you be floating in the air. If I get my side at the wake, I be there. Like, it was just so funny how you said it, and it was just like, Wow. All I mean, right. Like, <laughs> guys, if you're just joining us, we're talking about hip hop beat and Al has just completely thrown me for a loop. I am uh Hey man. Uh, like I'm, I said, don't hey, ask me why I hey, remember that. I'ma say something no. and some people may get upset with me, but something I noticed that me and Al, I think I mentioned it to him on several occasions. Is it me or do Jay Z bite rhymes from every damn body? Uh oh. Is it me or is he fighting rhymes from everybody? Me, I mean he has, man. Uh, he has, he, he has. has too. You know, you know what? Little you know what? Little magazines still go. They still put those hip hop photos in there. Everybody does it. No, 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 no. We talking about Jay Z. He bites and been biting for a while. This cat stole a Everybody's whole done verse, it. almost <laughs> half a verse from Bun B. Everybody's done it. How many people have said we got freaks in the living room getting on and we ain't even till 8 in the morning and they put their own spin on it? Everybody does it. Man, you just, he, he, there you go. We gonna get you, you know, we gonna get you a backpack and some dreads. We gonna ship your ass. I mean, okay, okay, Al, am I lying though? 
That ain't what I'm talking about, homie. I'm talking about, hey, you know what I'm talking about, the strong arm verse. It was a couple other verses that he got from a couple of people. Man, it was a lot, man. Matter of fact, uh, I mean, come on, what did he just say? Rockefeller's an army and a navy. Really? Yeah, that's from BG. Okay. Damn, yo, I'm trying to leader of the new school, everybody in the game don't bite. Yes, the hell they do. <laughs> yes, they do, Kev. <laughs> no. Kev oh, yeah. no, will fix in on somebody, and he will, and, and it will okay, I got blur one. out everybody I got else one, in the room. Kev. Please tell me. Okay, Please who? tell me. You ever heard Andre, Andre 3000 using my damn verse? Have you ever heard more than four verses from Andre? Hell yeah. <laughs> As a solo artist. And uh, for Lito, okay, when on, I hold on, say hold biting, yeah. I am talking about yeah. stealing more than four bars from somebody. All right. All right. That's cleared up a little I'm bit. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. I can't even bring Andre 3000 in this conversation because, honestly, Andre, every time I think about Andre 3000, it pisses me off because he thinks he's just that good to where he does. Oh, he is. He just gives us a little bit. Of course he doesn't fight anybody because he's got all the rights. Don't you start, year. Oh, hold, hold on, Nick. Hold on, Nick. Man, Andre is the coldest rapper in the game. Stabbing me in the back with that. He will take out anybody in rap right now. Everybody. Everybody. Well, 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 how about he drop he a damn me. album, quit bullshitting, and prove it? What? I'm tired of him. I'm tired of Dre. I'm tired of Dre, and I love Dre with all my heart. Hold That's on, why hold I on, hold on. So much. I'm tired of Dre doing this BS. He's pulling Lauryn Hill moves right now. I'm mad at him for the same reason I'm mad at Lauryn Hill. Hey, hey, for my man, leader of the we new school, we just show. made that record. Uh, we just made the record a second ago. Go back and listen to the takeover. You will hear Jay-Z say, no limits are army, better yet a navy. You gonna hear that, yes. Right. And that comes from BG, cash money is an army, better yet a navy. So anyway, so anyway, back to this Jay-Z versus Navi. Now I'm gonna ask a question, and I I don't want an emotional argument. I want I want, come on. No, no. I don't want, I'm just I'm saying because I want you to argue based on facts. And and just like everybody we got going on in the chat room, we respect everybody's opinion here, but I want you to yep. I, I, I want you to, to argue based on facts and not on emotion. Now Okay. Hold on before you start. I will before agree. You start. Hold on, hold on, hold on before you start, Nick. Hold no, hold on, hold on. Why did leader of the new school just say if Jay did Answer it in the chat room. Answer in the chat room. We're talking about Daisy versus Nas right now. <laughs> hey, you wrong for that. Hey, you wrong for that. Hey, we got a caller that want to get through, man. Let's get the college. All right. Sorry, Nick. Sorry about that. Caller, uh, you laughing at me? Sorry, Joe. Hello? Hey, Charlie. Hello? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? What's going on with you? Man, I want to weigh in on this biting situation because, brother, I love you to death, but you got to understand, I come from the school where biting was a cardinal sin. You just didn't do it in hip-hop. It yes. was taboo. It was considered a whack, uncreative. Now, mind you, 
things have changed because hip hop is about commercialism now. I don't yep. respect an artist who, I, when I find out you got a ghostwriter, you don't get my respect as an MC. Mm-hmm. You might Everybody get my you, you might get my respect tacitly as as a for me liking the song, but as far as the artists themselves being an MC, no. But I mean, you know, that's that's the burden of corporate rap. The reason why you see a lot of rappers now fighting songs and covering songs has a lot to do with, one, a lot of them are losing creativity. Two, sometimes they're being encouraged to do this because if I own the publishing to say Lottie Dottie, I would want Snoop Dogg to cover Lottie Dottie because guess what? Snoop's not going to get that much money on the publishing. Guess who is? I am. Exactly. Yep. So those are some reasons why they, that, that motivation may take place. But one of the things I do want to say about the Nas Jay-Z uh, this, you know, there's also a very, very, very personal underlying uh, reason for this this. Remember, Super Ugly, it had something to do with uh, Nas's baby mama. Yep. It really Ooh, all yes. started I'm out so with... Yeah, it had something to do with that. Now, well, I'm not going to go into the details, but uh, some of the ugly things that uh, Jay-Z did uh, to a point where his mama actually called him in and said, hey, man, I didn't raise you like that. You know, talking about leaving a huge rub on the man's baby's uh, seat, car seat. I mean, to me, you know, at some point there should be some rules. There were no rules. But I want to go to, you know, you all say, uh, who was it that said that Jay-Z squashed that beef with Nas? Uh, that was me. I said it. It was me. Let me, let me explain. Let me, let me explain something to you. I think that squashing a beef was really all window dressing. Because what happened to Nas' career once he signed the Def Jam? Uh, the one I, 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 I will agree. I, I, I tend to agree. But let Kel explain it. Man, Jay-Z ain't in that building no more. He ain't. That influence still there. Exactly. Jay-Z is all up in that building. That that new Kanye out, that new Kanye Jay-Z uh, collaboration album, that's going through Death Jam. Jay-Z is still all up in that building. Very much. Well, it's more so of his track record than just the presence and his influence. That weighs heavier than his influence. No, well, no, if that were the case, then LL Cool J would have more weight than Def Jam. Man, LL is like if you 90 years old. Record, if you go on by track record, I know. I'm, I'm right. current track record. Let's say that then. All I'm saying is, in this entire thing, and, I, and I'm going to say this much. I wanted to pose this question real quick with an objective point of view. If you break down Ether, and like I said, I do believe that Ether was a better diss song than the takeover. But it was. If Jay Z, if if Nas only did, remember Jay Z only dedicated one verse to Nas. If Nas would have only dedicated one verse to Jay Z, the way Jay Z did, would you feel the same way? Can we not agree that this was a diss song? It was spread out over three verses. Jay Z addressed Prodigy. He had two verses where he was talking about absolutely nobody in particular. Then he addressed Prodigy and he addressed Nas. 
All I think more so some of the verses if he Jay-Z had was the only, I mean, if Nas would have only had one verse and only dedicated one verse to Jay-Z the same way Jay-Z did, would you feel the same way about Ethan? Do you think it would have been as impactful? I think it was more subliminal than, it, than anything, though. How? I'm talking about some and of the things that Jay was saying was subliminal in that verse where you think he ain't talking about nobody. Oh, my goodness. But... For what you the question. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I, I really still, I mean, even though he did spread it out to three verses, it was more personable in his than Jay. It was good, Jay. Jay was good. I got to get it. It was cold. It was cold, but I don't know, man. Just like he said, you know, uh, yeah, it was pretty hard, man. I'll say this much, and this is just how, this is how I feel about it. In terms of the battle, I feel like Nas won that battle. I feel like in terms of the overall war, Jay-Z won the overall war. That's just my personal opinion. You don't have to agree. And if you don't agree, you can always hit that little red button right in the upper right corner of your screen. It says broadcast hey, um, on 60 seconds. <laughs> hey, for, for leader of the new school, you may, um, brother, the, the gentleman that's talking on the phone, uh, if we let him tell you his accolades, I doubt if you would ask, what is he talking about? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, matter of fact, this is world for now, world renowned hip hop journalist Charlie Braxton. Man, if you ever read a source, Murder Dog, Double XL, any of those magazines, this gentleman has wrote and written in all of those magazines. So uh, just to give it just a little bit of what he's done. So that's matter of fact, he wrote a review right on Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt album. The, the review yeah. for Reasonable Doubt. Yes, if you read and that Jay-Z source. Has forgiven me, and Jay-Z stayed mad at me and rapped about it even on other things. He's never forgiven Sir. me for that either. Speaking of beef, how many know, you all know that on 44-4s, he's talking about me on 44-4s? I did not know that. Mike, you gave him instead of fives. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm going to have to go listen. You I'm going to have to go Reviewed in the source and only got four likes. That's because they lacked four likes. Mm-hmm. I was the person that did the review. Look it up. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. <laughs> well... If you're just tuning in, we are talking about hip-hop beats, the history of hip-hop beats. I want to go to one that's a little more recent. Uh, this is one that Kevin and I have talked about before. And honestly, a friend of mine kind of peeped me on to something about this, which changed my whole perception of it. Um, and that is 50 Cent versus Rick Ross. Now, Ooh. let me say this. I'm going to say my piece, because, Kevin, I know you got your, I, I know you have your opinion about this. Not honestly, so my opinion of it has changed. Yeah. Simply because of the fact that if you look at the timeline of events surrounding G-Unit, Death Jam, and everything that went on between the, the we already knew that the Kanye 50 Cent beef was fabricated that was put together by the labels. Mm-hmm. So it was a Rick Ross 50 Cent beef. Like, quite honestly, look at the timeline. And I'm looking at the timeline of Shamani XL leaving his post as president of G-Unit to head over to Def Jam. I'm looking at the relationship between um, 
Rick Ross and 50 Cent prior to that, where it wasn't really any issue, and it just kind of all came out of nowhere. And look what it did, the way that 50 Cent helped to kind of elevate what Kanye was doing on that album. It elevated Rick Ross, too. And just based on that recent, I mean, this was recently brought to light to me by a friend of mine. And yeah, I feel like it was fabricated. I think in that situation, neither one of them was really concentrated on the beef more than they were on their individual projects. And 50 wasn't even really doing the album yet. He was promoting his website, thisis50.com. It took his views up like crazy. Right. Because not only did he post, he posted the songs on his website that Rick Ross did about him. That was at the time, if you remember, World Star Hip Hop was still using 50 Cent, and they were doing most of, they were playing the majority of Rick Ross's viral videos. You remember, they still had 50 sitting on the on the front of there. Y'all remember when World Star had 50 Cent on the on the top with the with the lava coming out of his head and all that? It was a fabricated beast. It was, and, and some people have, have told me, no, you know, I talked to a couple people about it before we got to this actual show tonight, but they were like, no, that wasn't fabricated and, and Rick Ross did this. No, that was real. It was, no, it, it was really? Let's not forget, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Vivendi Universal is cutting both of them checks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and that's what, it was kind of, I because, like I said, Kevin and I, we've argued about this before, but just due to recent, you know, just things that have, that just been brought to my attention, I feel like it was fabricated. Now, Kev, do you feel that way? Do you feel like it was fabricated, or do you feel like it was a legitimate? Oh, between Curly and uh, Rick? Yeah. I don't think it was legitimate, man. It was just, no, I don't know. Uh, it just came out of nowhere. We uh, we got another yeah. caller that want to get in right here. I think it just came out of nowhere. Boo-boo. Caller, 817, you're live on the middleman. Oh. What's up? All right, is, am I on? Yeah, you're yeah. on. You're live. <laughs> Hey, this, this is Dr. Jamie. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? Hey, telling uh, Silk and uh, to Nick. What's going on, Nick? What's going on with you? I mean, not much, man. I just got on. I'm catching the tail end, so I'm going to answer the question as far as uh, hip-hop. So I don't know what y'all been talking about. But as far as its impact on the game, I would say that, uh, as far as beef is concerned, I would say that Big Tupac, um, you know, it, it caused a lot of foolishness in my end. You had cats that didn't even know each other, hate each other. You know, you had Captain Omaha talking about West Side and East Side and stuff like that. I mean, there's it's a lot of it's a lot of foolishness. But I think even 13 years after, you know, you know Big Pair, 13, 14, 15 years later, you know, we still see a lot of that. You know, because that kind of gave birth to the whole 50 Cent thing. Everybody's beat. You know, rap music as a whole has come so so far away from from its roots. I don't know if any other Callers talked about that in the past, but you know, yeah. hip hop music. Hip hop music was a happy, live, uh, empowerment type of uh, music. It was actually a beautiful art. And what has been what has been uh, downsized to is just foolishness. And now I, I don't even know yeah. what to call it. Today. Nothing feels right. more than just actual foolishness. And it's, and unfortunately, you know, with a, a lot of black communities, we get our news. You go to the Black Planet News and News One, you know, instead of actually knowing what's going on with the economy or knowing what's going on, you know, news to us is who's beefing. Who don't like, you know, who's beefing via Twitter, you know, you know, who said what on Facebook, you know, that's news to us as opposed to 
you know, the black empowerment uh, with African Pavada and, you know, cats in the 80s, when, you know, they had issues with each other. They were going to break dance on some cardboard or something like that. Right. And that was, was going to be it, you know. But, we, you know, we want to get we want to get angry. Yeah, man, can you believe what Lil Wayne said about who, who the hell cares? You know, life is good. I'm serious. I'm serious. But that's, that's news. And so, you know, you take BET or MTV away from a, from a lot of people, 18 to 25, they feel like they don't know what's going on. You know, oil prices and stuff like that. We at war. I mean... And you, you care about two hip-hop artists, and in many cases, can't rhyme anyway. And my, my nine-year-old can rhyme better than some of these these cats out here, with, and they call that music. Oh, yeah. And the oh, last yeah. thing that uh, I By the way, his nine-year-old is named Nick. I just want to you know, throw that out there real quick. I'm just saying. Yes, yes I did name my son after you, but uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you notice how he uh, he giving himself props. I so that's cool. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A lot of talent comes with that name. Hey, hey, that brother, hey, strong young man. Job. He got job potential. You know, you see Nicholas, and it's like, oh, he might not, he might not be black. Winning. But lastly, the thing that I say is, you know, being a doctor and having traveled between baseball, and you know, I've been all over the globe since I left Alabama State, is that people identify us wrongly. I was working in a pharmacy when I was in school a long time ago, and they said, we need a rapper at the front. It was around Christmas time. And then, you know, I'm the only brother, I'm the only black person in the entire pharmacy. And they like, Jamie, not you. And I'm like, wow. You know, there are so many people who don't know us, you know, people from Vermont or from the city. You know, we think that, you know, this whole world is black or outside, when we look at the world outside our window, but out of the 280 million people, we only got 37 million black people. And most of us live inside metropolitan areas. So other races don't really know how to identify us. And how do they identify with us? North Awards, Tyler Perry, you know, TV. You know, that's how they identify us. We have to really start trying to reinvent and, and, and uh, not letting people who are not black define what black is. So you look at the, at the top of every record layer. When you go all the way to the top, one full of strength. I mean, really, who's the one pulling string as opposed to what top? Surely ain't like, us. I, it ain't a tie of my neck and my back. That made number one. Are you serious? That's right. got to be the most ignorant thing I've ever heard, man, just coonery and buffoonery. But yet still, that's a number one hit. Who you think pulled the strings on that? So we need to start going back to our earlier roots, and I'm not trying to be a finger point and say I'm holy than now because Nick, you know some of the music we made back then. But we got <laughs> we to gotta grow and just letting, and stop letting other people find us who we're not. Because I, I, I can't have people thinking my nine-year-old son's a thug when they don't support him. There's so much, I mean, Nick, you know how, you know the, the, the background we come from, and who, who would think that we tuba and violin players and stuff like that? I mean, we still hood, but, you know, we get down on stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that, that's, I, I, think, I, I, I yeah. think that it leads back more into what we were saying just even with within the origins of hip hop, when you look at a lot of the earlier pieces, it was more about the the freestyles against each other, the competition. It was about who's the better MC. It was more about who could rock the party the most. But, you know, I, I think that element of it went from it, it went from I'm the better MC to oh I'm just all out better person than you, and I'm a better person than you because I got more than you, and you live in this place and I live in this place and you live and and it just kind of it, it kind of went from there. And honestly, I think the Biggie, Tupac beef really exemplified how much control the media had over. I said 50% earlier, 
with media control, but Kevin, you were right. There's clearly a lot more than that. But we we dug right into it. The thing about hip hop culture is hip hop does influence. Like a lot of times, they look to us to see what's hot. Hey, what should we like? Well, what do they like right now? Mm-hmm. Whatever they yeah. like right now, that's what we're gonna like, and we're gonna make that hot. Even though we're not gonna give them a piece of that at all, we're not gonna give them any revenue from that. Chris Dow is a perfect example. We're going to make money off of y'all from years. And the moment the sales drop in your demographic, we're going to come out, we're going to say, hey, we never liked you having it anyway. Tommy yeah, Hilfiger. <laughs> you know, Hilfiger. You, you know, just, just some of everybody. But then we diss our own clothing lines. We we talk bad about Sean John. We talk bad about Nietzsche, which actually Sean John owns now. We talk bad about mm-hmm. FUBU, mm-hmm. even though FUBU is yep. selling out the woodwork over in Asia. Right now in Japan, Fubu is making a killing. Why? Because they're so in love with our culture. They're like, this came from their culture. This must be great. And now we say, man, we see somebody with Fubu. We like, what the hell? Right. Kevin, my, my, my question is, hey, my question is, who's, who's pulling the strings? Who's, who's the puppeteer? Who's, who's no, the we don't strings. We don't own any of these sweatshops. We don't own any of these planes. We don't. But we don't own that. The stuff that we own, we use to go to San Jose. <sighs> The few so, of us that make it out there. So what are we going to do about it? I mean, there's one of them type of deals where it's like, all right, we got the issues going on, but as far as educating and empowering people, you know, it seems like when anytime you start talking about educating people, people look at you funny. Like, you on that old black power stuff. Now, I mean, brother, open a book. You know, that's why I make the music that I make. I don't do a lot, I don't do a lot of stuff in a section now. So I hear you do, you know, you use too many words. You rap too fast. Uh-huh. I'm like, you think you're slow. Huh? <laughs> so, I mean, what what can we do to actually educate, you know, especially young folks, man, and still make good music? That's, I well, think that's still, a, it's, it's an awareness out there. It's an awareness factor, Jay, and we're going to get ready to wrap up in just a minute. But it's an awareness factor. you got to think about it like this. The People say that, that there's not a lot of good music out, and I say this all the time. That's not true just that now yep. it's not put on a silver platter for you. That's right. Honest, there's more good music out now than ever. Now because of the fact that you have things like independent distribution where me as the independent artist, I can put myself on digital music stores myself. I can put it into stores myself. I don't have to have a label to release music. Now you have more music from these artists. They don't have to wait on these labels. That's right. So it's out there. It's accessible. I think it's on our generation. And I talked to an older gentleman this past weekend, and he said something to me that, that kind of, it threw me for a loop. And he was, because usually, you know, when we talk to older people, they blame our generation for this and this and this and this. And he was like, he was like, our generation messed this up for y'all. We didn't take the leadership role that we were supposed to take. And we now are at a point where it's on us. We have the next generation in front of us. We can take the initiative and point them in the right direction. Hey, there is good music out there. Hey, young lady, you don't have to be the object of the video. You don't have to have champagne poured on you. You can be the video director. You can be the person that owns a production company. You can be the person that helps to control the content at BET. You don't have to just be the video girl. We have to point them in the right. That's how we do it. I'm not saying that it's too late for us, but what I am saying is that realize the fact that we are grown and we can make those decisions on whether or not we want to support this or not support this. 
but we can also guide the next generation in the right path. Yes, so that's yes, the act. Hey, Carla, we do appreciate you. Uh, we're going to bring our man Five Self back in. Self Five. What's up, man? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Man. I apologize, my brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shameless self-promotion. Please go to F-E-L-T-F-I-V-E dot bandcamp dot com. Download Channel 5, the first segment. Get it. want to hear Get some it. real hip-hop. <laughs> Hope Get y'all don't mind me advertising, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I cut you a check when I can. When yeah, I can. there will be some money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, need an advertising check for that. But... <laughs> On this, yeah. this hip hop beat thing, like I said, we're gonna wrap this up in a couple minutes. But on to this, on this hip hop beat thing, I got I gotta say this much: hip hop is a competitive sport. It is always has been. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think some of these beats are getting stupid now. Soldier Boy versus Ice T. Oh hell no! You know, <laughs> Soldier Boy versus Ice T. Y'all remember that movie? Oh, What's yeah. the worst that could happen? That's the worst yeah. thing. That's the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the worst thing. Yeah. And and Kevin touched on something a little earlier, talking about just in terms of, uh, of southern artists and how they do with the beats. The beats don't generally last as long as they do with with artists. Like we were talking um we were talking off 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 the line about this last week about the whole Ti versus Ludacris thing. And how that was kind of done, you know, that was kind of, you know, snatched up in one verse. But I'll say this much. Beef now, I don't feel like it can hold up to the level. Like, whatever you may feel about Biggie and Pop, I can't even really use them. Because honestly, yeah, it was a hip-hop beef, but whatever you may feel about Jay-Z and Nas, each side, you could defend each side. You could say, oh, this side, he did his thing on this song. Or this side, he did his thing on this song. Some of this crap now, man, this is just, this, this, this. I'm sorry, but the bullshit has got yeah. to stop. It's Twitter beef and stuff, man. These people. Yeah, these now people they beef on Twitter. Now they beef on Facebook. Now yeah. they, you know, they, it, it's gone. Whatever happened to just keeping it on wax? Showing why you're the better rapper? Nah, what, what I mean, man, with these new, you know, you go to a, a, a local um, open mic or something, man, and you see two crews, and they, I mean, they take it literally so seriously, man. They, they man, how you gonna be up here? I mean, they just want to fight just off the rip just to prove a point. Oh, he ain't on. No, they don't want to fight. Man, they want to shoot you. They want yeah, they to shoot, shoot you. you. They don't want to fight. Yeah. They want to end up on first 48. up real quick. I, 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 I don't know what to say about that. These people are tripping Especially like the roads where Nick took us to in Montgomery, Alabama. Will not be oh, going y'all, there. Yes. Oh, y'all came yeah, to the road? I took him to the hill. Oh, man. Yeah. Bag, bag, bag. You trying to get him shot? Hey, y'all, he don't like y'all that much, man. He don't like y'all that much. Outside the club, I think that was the first time they saw club security guards with grenades. Oh, yeah. Outside the club, that was my first time seeing. A machine gun up close. No, that's, <laughs> is that real? Is that real, dog? They call it shoot 'em up, bang bang here, man. Montgomery is real, yeah. dog. That ain't real. real. That's stupid. That's why they call it. Excuse me for saying. 
Monkey Town. But look how it's going Because you got people that really do live that lifestyle. So oh, the people yo. that really do live that lifestyle, they're going to shake your nuts on that. They're going to be I'm like, yo, saying, look, man, you, I'm not from Compton, please don't, I'm from Columbus. Don't get me don't get me confused. Like, when I say real, I'm just really, you know, using some vernacular to express. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is stupid, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because... We ought to be able to learn and get be able to get along as people, you know what I'm saying? But it's always, I don't know, this this craziness going on right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I think I I'll put it to you like this. I think that hip hop there is a place for hip hop beats. I think that it needs to be kept all wet. It needs to showcase your skills. Because right now, this new generation of rappers, they really don't have anybody that can kind of take that next spot. That's why they, they keep saying things like, oh, well, Nas is hanging around, or, or Jay-Z, or 50, or, or these cats, they still hanging around. They don't want to They don't want to give up the spot. I think, I forgot who it was that said that they said it about Jay-Z. Oh, he don't want to give up the spot. He just want to keep hanging around. Okay. You had to take those spots. You had to prove that you Look. were worthy of being the hip-hop elite back in the day. Look, you don't have to and Jay Electronica could take those spots very easily. I don't know what's going on with this J. Cole and Rock Nation. I mean, I mean Jay Electronica and Rock Nation thing. But he could very easily have that spot. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. J. Uh, Cole could do it too. He's got to do more. The guy than that we he's support the most, man. Being like, oh, I'm tight. Nah, the guy that we support the most, I think he's the next evolution of hip hop. Next Big Crit. Yes, sir. Yep, Big Crit. Yeah. Yes, sir. I would if you listen, I want to do records now. <laughs> but you know what? You know what I said about that, that I love? He's le- it's less about talking about what I'm going to do. He's going out, he's doing it. He's yes, getting out there, he's doing those shows. He's getting out there, he, you know, he, he's showing what he's doing. He'll stand up to any to any MC out there. Win, lose, or draw. Now, he's now, now there's, there's, this, there's this other guy. He's he's independent. I can't even know who I'm talking about. He's out there in uh, Atlanta, Collar Park. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, Stanza oh, is dope. Stanza oh, would murder a lot of these cats out here, man. All right. Oh, man, what is his name? Stanza. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. He is on Facebook. I got you. Stanza Wiggins. But see, this is my thing about it. And I said, we're just about to wrap up. Um, let me get focused for a second. These guys, this new generation, they're going to have to do more than just be good rappers. See, here's the problem with it. Fortunately, we come from an era where not only were you a good rapper, you were a good rapper, you were an exceptional rapper who made exceptional songs. A lot of these rappers are just like, hey, look, I can rap. That's why I deserve this spot. But it's just like, and this is something that I say it often because it's, it's so it's so much truth. Puffy said this a long time ago when he was doing his auditions for making the band. You can put a two in the room and you can put a five in the room. Of course, the five is going to shine, but he's not a ten yet. And if he was put up against another ten, he wouldn't even make it into the door. you got to be more than just a good rapper. Okay, you say you want to be a rapper, you're a good rapper. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> we come from an era where if you want to be a rapper... You had to be a good rapper to get to. Maybe you might get one hit. You might be a one hit wonder. Maybe. But you had to bring it. 
And you had to not only bring it with your with your with your skills in terms of lyrically, you had to bring it in terms of being able to make a hit song. So the bar was raised, and they're way under the bar. We came from the era of tens, and we got a bunch of fives saying, "Hey, I'm a five, or I'm a six, or I'm a seven, so I'm better than this two. But you got to do something to prove you deserve that five. I love, I, I, I absolutely love Andre 3000. But how many times can I keep putting him at that at the top of the list of greatest MC? How many times can I keep putting him on that list if if he's not showing me something? You can't keep going off what you did in '94. You can't keep going off what you did in 2001. Man, Nick, you hurt me in my heart, man. I love Andre. Dude, but I, I love man, Andre. I think I Andre, love Andre Lear, too. But man, man, Andre Lear's like talk about this two weeks 15 ago. years ahead of everybody, man. Didn't we yep. just talked about this two weeks ago when we said and we when we I, I do understand Andre that. about it. I understand that. But if you look at what Andre was talking about, like Andre was like fifteen to twenty years ahead of people, man. On the second album. Okay, yeah. but guess what? Guess what? It's fifteen years later. What are you gonna give us he now? Can do it. He can, he can, he can still do it. He just choose not to. Okay, so if he chooses not to, then how can you honestly expect me to keep putting him in that lane? If he chooses not to, if he can do it, it's just like they say, if you know better, do better. If he chooses chooses not to do it, then how can I keep mentioning him with everyone else? When you got people that's out here and they consistently putting stuff out. For one, the generation of, of the type of music that is out here right now, the kids won't even understand nothing that he's saying anyway because they're not learning anything in school. The only thing they're learning is what's on the radio and what's on TV. What so, the hell does that have to do with that? That's even more reason. A lot. That's even more reason. A lot. But Andre, they, they agree with me it. on this. you got to agree with me on this. When Andre raps, people listen. Flat out. There's no way that I would have ever listened to DJ Unk had it not been for Andre being on the remix. You're right. When yeah, other rap people listen, exactly so right. if you have the type of influence like that, then not only should you do it, you almost have an obligation to do it. Hey, but you know what though? And I hate to make he this comparison though, Nick. Nick, I hate to make this comparison. It look, it's like this. Remember at one time Jordan was so doggone dominant that it just got boring to him. And that's how I feel. That that's my opinion. I feel like Andre looked at it like there's really no reason. Nobody's. You know, nobody's stepping it up to that point. Nobody's trying to but look what happened push when the Jordan envelope. Come I back. mean, men, look, men sharpen men like steel sharpen steel. That's just what But look is. what happened when Jordan tried to come back. Well, we ain't talking when about Jordan coming back. To come I'm back just talking about the fact of Andre did the smart thing. He stayed away. He'll come in and play a pickup here once in a while. But he ain't trying to come back full play and say, hey, I'm out there. Even though I've heard several times people say that he's making albums in the studio right now, making records right now. That's what I'm here. But he is, that, he is that dude, regardless, hands down. One minute to go, yo. They say, I, I, you know, I can't I always love him for what he did, but in t- I got to look forward. Just like he was forward-thinking 15, 20 years ago, I got to be forward-thinking now. And right now, because he's choosing not to do that, then I can't put him in my radar anymore. 
And that's just my personal opinion about it. Yeah, put Wacky Flack in your radar. That's what you need to do. I don't even do that. I listen to the, I listen to the underground guy. Wacky right. Flacky. Uh, the, uh, I really want to thank uh, everybody for tuning in with us. Um, we covered Where's the Beef. Uh, next week on Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton, we're going to be talking about the best prank calls in the history of prank calls. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be a funny, funny show. Go ahead and hit us with that outro, man. Shout it, beat Chris, shout it. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for, go take a listen time out. Take a minute, shout it and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah, comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand, stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man, cause he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m., blogtalkradio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? Blogtalkradio.com. The middle me. Good show, man. Good show. We gonna uh, hey, tell your boy yeah. Phil, man. He need to put me on the next CD, man. Real talk. Hey, man, he's working on it right now. I'm on the. Uh, I should have been on that guy. I should have. I should have been on that. Uh, Get back to the real. That's what I should have been on, man. Man, I'm telling you. I didn't. Yeah, I come it's to the go. But it was still funny and shit. <laughs> I'm out, man. Phil, holla at your boy. Hey, don't forget to tune in this week. Six o'clock p.m. Eastern. Five o'clock Central. Well, holla. Are we falling in love for the right reasons? Show topic. Uh-oh. Duh. Winning. I'll let you. I'm out.